Pathcast. My name is Matthew Dawkins, and I am accompanied by my co-hosts, Dixie Cochran. Hello. And Eddie Webb. Aloha. That's Aloha. Aloha. Unusually... Oh. Uh, are you uh, are you on one of the islands uh, this Christmas I, I wish season? I was, because it's too cold right now. <laughs> Melee Kalikimaka. Mm. Ooh, very nice. Indeed. Uh, I actually, I think I probably know that from Griswold's family Christmas before anything else. <laughs> uh, which just goes to show how uncultured I am. Uh, so, all that aside, yeah, hello, co-hosts. That's an unusually sober entry to the to the podcast, isn't it? Just to it's say been a long year. Nello, Nello, Nello. Yeah, there was no singing, no Nellos, no funny accents, nothing like that. But maybe it's because we're tense. Because just arriving at the podcast manor, knocking on the door. <laughs> Thumping, even. Look out for the if, haunted tree! Yeah, as if staggering <laughs> in from the storm-wracked... Oh, yeah, that, that was very intimidating, Rich. You need to <laughs> knock on the door a little harder than that. <laughs> well, thank there you. We All right, Eddie, go get the door. <laughs> oh, it's a Thomas! <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle! Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> <laughs> mecca lecca Come. high mecca hiney ho <laughs> oh no send him away mecca lecca <laughs> high mecca jumpy ho we don't want any <laughs> yes come on in wipe your feet hang your coat no I'm gonna leave okay well, if you that don't want any be... Pee Wee Herman references then I am out of here <laughs> we, we have made Pee Wee Herman references once I know you did, but what am I? (laughs) Thank you. And it may have even been on an episode where you were present. Uh, Probably was. (laughs) Uh, It's been a while, hasn't it? I suppose the last time you were on the Pathcast was was either midwinter or were you on sometime around Onyx Pathcon? No, I think it was midwinter. Well, yeah. we did a panel at Onyx Pathcon, but I don't know that that would count as a pathcast. No, I, I can't even remember if we turned it into a pathcast episode because we're that organized. I don't think we did. Damn, we oh. missed a trick there. That could have been a week off. Yeah. <laughs> did we? I don't think we did. No, nope. I'm checking uh, now. So rich, so rich. While while, while Eddie's so checking, yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing just uh, just dandy right now. Mm, you know, well, uh, just a couple days from the uh, from the the Christmas holiday, and uh, you know, I don't know when this is going to go go on uh, on the air, if you will. But uh, fresh on the new year, yeah, we're uh, we're kind of looking at the last couple of things to have to wrap up before uh, taking some time. So. Yeah, yeah, it has been quite a year uh, for all of us. I think, well, for everyone in the world, quite frankly. And it's lovely to have you here with us. We thought it would be a lovely idea to discuss some of the events of the last year and some of what we've got to look forward to in 2021. Uh, So without trying to seem too formal and interview-based, Rich, who is your greatest artistic inspiration? No, actually, you could answer (laughs) Who is your greatest artistic inspiration, Rich? Oh boy, there's uh, there's a fair number, but uh, fine arts uh, Caravaggio, um, in uh, you know huge comic book fans, so I've I've got a bunch of uh, 
John Buscema and Gene Cullen, and uh, these are comic book guys from the seventies and eighties, and they kept working, you know, throughout. I think Gene Cullen just recently passed away uh, last last couple of years, but um, you know that era was very influential for me. And Frank Frazetta's paintings and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's what the Pathcast's good for, those occasional left-field questions. They might catch a guest off guard, but they could also prove illuminating to both guests and hosts. But on topic, rarely, 2020, uh, as I said, quite a year, and we, as a company, released... Well, we, we maintained our schedule of releasing something new every Wednesday, ranging from all the way from core cool rulebooks to journals and T-shirts. I think we've been doing that for well over five, maybe six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I remarked on, I don't know whether it was on an episode here, it may have just been in a tweet, I think we, I don't know if anyone's counting, but it must be some kind of record. I can't think there are many companies in our industry that are able to release something every single week. But yeah, um, I think that's a reason to be cheerful. Yeah, a lot of lot of hard work, a lot of people stepping up and uh, and and getting things done, and uh, particularly when we look at a week and just for whatever reason the there's no PDF, there's no print on demand, there's nothing going out to backers, um, then uh, mirthful Mike Cheney and uh, an impish Ian Watson both jump in there and uh, and come up with a new merchandise item that we can put on the Redbubble store. Yeah, it's uh, so, yeah, it's, it's it's a team not- effort. Mm, it's not something I think every fan or customer is even is necessarily aware of the the Red Bubble store, and it's only it's in the last what quarter I think you were remarking recently that uh, sales have really picked up in that avenue uh, without you know dropping figures or anything like that. So it's always worth recommending if you are listening, if you are a big fan of any of our games and like the logos, like the titles, like anything like that. We do present them in all manner of uh, formats and means on Redbubble. So we'll make sure we link that in the show notes. Uh, it's just a different way of, uh, of well supporting Onyx Path and supporting the hobby, supporting the games you like. Wear it. Wear the brand. Uh, but... <laughs> That's an order. Uh, but in terms of larger projects, what would you describe were the, I guess, biggest deliveries, biggest uh, achievements during the course of this last year? Ooh, well, since this last year has been, as far as I can tell, a decade, it's a little hard to, to think back through the mists right? of time. But um, certainly um, we've, we've had a... a wonderful run of kickstarters um and those uh, provided us with all sorts of projects that, that have stemmed from the kickstarters which has been a really nice kind of a one-two punch uh of what we do um we've had now let's see the aberrant um pdf went out right yep Yep. yep. So that was a biggie for us. Um, there's been uh, on the Kickstarter end of things. I don't see. That's the thing about it is like you know, did we do Beyond the Grave this year? Was yes. that was that this year? <laughs> oh, uh, it does seem like a long damn time ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it was uh, the first half of this year because we were running Onyx PathCon 
around the same mm. time. I, I, I'm could be. Where are we? There you go. I remember this because um, we we had launched um, Legend Lore, and then that's when that was March. We launched Legend Lore in March, and that was a bad idea in retrospect. Um, and then we said, well, what do we have to go with? And Beyond the Grave was next in docket, so who would be on the grave? Yeah, and that was again one of the one of the things, one of the challenges that we had was um, we had some expectations of what would be kickstarted when, but yeah. with uh, people uh, being affected, our creators being affected by what was going on in the world, in the United States, in their own uh, areas, uh, you know, COVID and protests and and everything that went on in 2020, in the election, um, there was a significant amount of having to reshuffle projects based on when uh, the various people involved could uh, could finish up their parts. So it mm-hmm. was, you know, that all trickles through. It's not just a single project that gets um, uh, delayed or, or, you know, a phase of it gets delayed. It is also, you know, it, do we have a manuscript for Kickstarter? Is, is it ready? Can we put that out? That sort of thing. And so it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, maneuvering um and maneuvering being done by people who are also being affected by what was going on i mean there's mm-hmm. nobody nobody on this call nobody in our normal uh monday group our abnormal monday group for you know, um yeah. who who wasn't affected by everything that was going on this year so mm-hmm. pretty tough yeah, I mean, like, in, in any normal year, we're going to have some things that, like, upset the balance, you know, whether it's somebody being ill or something being delayed or whatever. And so this year we had all of that plus the other stuff. <laughs> it's just right. been a whole hell of a lot. But um, I actually just looked it up, and they came from Beyond the Grave funded on August 20th, oh, which is wow. far later than I thought it was. I thought it was, yeah. like, March. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. looked it up. I- Good grief! I thought it was one of our infamous over the over the gap of the years, you know, through the holidays thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we actually launched that like in late July, I guess. Wow! Time. What is time? Yeah, Yeah, no, I really it's it's very weird. I would have sworn (laughs) that we launched it like in April (laughs) or like May, like something like that, or possibly the end of last year. What is time? No. Yeah, so uh, I mean, that, we, we've got that, that going on. Sense, yeah. yeah, we've got that going on with 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 our, um, you know, our scheduling, and also the 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 psychological or instinctive desire to move ahead out of this year. So a lot of our thinking <laughs> for the past several months has been setting up 2021. Not to not to say that 2020 wasn't important for what we do and what we delivered to all of uh, all of our community but so much of it has been like yeah if we just get out of this year please yeah <laughs> please yeah. don't n- not another old, old uh, performer that i really enjoy dead this year just let's just get out of it yeah we don't have too many days left so if you are a really old performer listening to this uh, time of recording please hang on um, <laughs> just uh, get over the hump just get over to yeah, january 1st and you might be feeling better uh, that's the mm-hmm. thing the the fact that the calendar will change may give you the extra spring in your step that you need um so you know we're all hoping uh but yeah i've seen quite a lot of people posting especially in the last couple of months they're now receiving their kickstarter copies of they came from beneath the sea uh contagion chronicle 
Dark Eras 2. They were mm-hmm. three books that we anticipated getting to backers sooner, if I recall. Sooner and not all clumped together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, yeah. of course, the Kickstarters weren't all clumped together. Uh, it just so happened that COVID had a way of interfering with the best laid plans of distribution and printing. And well, and that's a, yeah. That's another part of it is that we have, um, you know, we have uh, our printers. Uh, our printers often outsource to manufacturers that do special things for the books. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have to get those things shipped down to our fulfillment shipper, and then the fulfillment shipper has to do whatever they do, uh, including sometimes shipping things to other fulfillment shippers if we if we have to divide up shipments and stuff. Every single one of those. Uh, companies was dealing with the exact same thing. Do they, you know, they can't put all, I mean, they work in big warehouses, right? Where like everybody's standing next to each other, loading up boxes. Well, now you've got to distance everybody. Now you, people need to have their masks on. And um, maybe they, maybe they have a restriction that they can only have 50% of the, the occupancy, like a, a lot of, uh, a lot of places, a lot of States here in the U S uh, uh, put in, you know, uh, laws i guess i don't know uh but you know that kind of stuff and so everything got bogged down everything got weird and we tried to to take advantage of that like shipping out a bunch of things at the same time so that you know our our shipper could plan hey i need everybody in here during this time because we're putting out three separate shipments or whatever Mm. um and same thing with the printers you know hey if you're only going to be able to run the press next week can you run all of these books not just this one yeah, and so, I mean, the good news is the people who are posting about receiving these books all seem well, incredibly pleased to have them. Uh, I think that's, you know, testament to the quality of the work, of course. And, Absolutely. Uh, and not not least the quality of the art. Um, so thank you, Rich and Mike and all of the artists we hire. Uh because it is a genuine thrill, I think, for people. It still exists, the thrill of backing something on Kickstarter and receiving it. And we do like presents. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not getting the impression, touch wood, where I remember I've certainly seen games in the past that have been pre-ordered and, let's say, delivered late, where you'll see someone post a photo and then they'll say, I'm putting this up for sale immediately. Uh, it, it's a philosophy I've never quite understood. The but I, I also understand the idea of being an aggrieved customer, and thankfully I've not seen any of that. Um, we have we have contrary. a lot we have a lot of learning from experience that we've we've applied to the current Kickstarter methodology, um, and I think we've we've come to a system that works really well for making sure that if you back our one of our kickstarters and you've actually like even seen any of the the information that goes along with it you should have a pretty good idea what's going into it then we provide people who are you know interested with the you know the complete text by the time the kickstarter is over so they can you know you're not going to get a major surprise going into this thing um and and at the same time, there's plenty of opportunity to be surprised by what kind of uh, what kind of art, what kind of design, you know, things that, uh, like you say, have that immediate impact where you go, ooh, that's that's pretty, um, and you know, some things get, get we, we because we're we're hearing from the people who are backing and and from the people who then review the the PDFs and stuff, we are getting some opportunity to fine tune and clean up and you know, especially things like language uh, in terms of is this clear enough 
that's mm-hmm. that's one of the harder things for I think I think game writers to know because it sounds good to them. And until somebody yeah. you know out there who hasn't had experience hasn't walked through three versions of this text, you know, <laughs> right. has a chance to look at it, we don't we don't you know necessarily aren't going to always hit on that, and that's where you get those little confusing things. Uh, and we can get rid of them before we get the, the the projects out to people, get them printed, which is you know fantastic. I think. Uh, I remember the days of shipping things to a printer and not being able to even see proofs, and we just got what we got, and so you know. If there were errors, they went to you know they went to press, they went into the books, and people bought them with the errors in them. And those the infamous you know first editions of the World of Darkness books back in the day. Mm-hmm. Do you have a fav- Do you have a favorite error that managed to see print? Um, there's there's some that I think actually I kind of liked the error. Like a lot of uh, times, I've heard people complain that they really wanted to know what was on. Um, one of the Malkavian prophecies in the Book of Nod, but it was too dark to read. And I kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, first of all, it's not like there's a secret clue hidden to your eternal life in there. It's just right. a, a, a made-up prophecy for a made-up clan. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that we, You, know, you, you, you want to know what it said, but if you don't know what it says, isn't that more Malkavian? <laughs> yeah, it kind right. of is, actually. So and that the was prophecy is yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I kind of liked that it, that those went uh, you know those went dark and there was just nothing we could do about them. Now if you look in, oh when was the? It was during the time of Onyx Path, but early, like maybe eight years ago. We when we did the cleaned up version of the Book of Nod, mm-hmm. and yeah. now you, now you can read what's in there. And I have to feel it's anticlimactic for a lot of people. You know, like they thought it was going to be really awesome. Oh, no, it just says Malkav, Malkav picks his nose for 15 minutes. What? Well, that's in keeping with the era in which it was written. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he said not at all dismissively. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Without uh, which you would not have all the stuff uh, that you have. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have uh, become a fan of uh, Vampire if there wasn't at least a little bit of wacky gonzoness in it. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it's what appealed to me. A lot of what appealed to me, anyway. Um, so, uh, and speaking of uh, production and the attention to detail and everything like this, I mean, it's um, slightly tangential. Big surprise there, but a tangent in my yeah. podcast. Not this year, buddy. No tangents <laughs> at all. In no tangents in twenty twenty one. Okay, I'll shut my mouth and move on. No, um, I. So obviously, um, in, more so in the past than now, but you obviously still see them. Uh, I find as a developer, art notes are sometimes the hardest thing to write. And so sometimes yourself or artists you are contracting, or Mike is contracting have to go off of the art notes of a developer who absolutely does not know how to translate words into images, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am really looking Which is forward... totally understandable. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, not all of us. It's like when Mike says, could you sketch out a map of this? I think, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> God, please. Please don't ask me to do the blueprints <laughs> yeah. of a mansion. I'd I rather think... just not have the map. <laughs> I think of the three of us in house folks, I'm 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 the only one who actually draws, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Matthew does draw Hollow Knight characters for his son, which are very, very yeah. cool. But that, that's that's a very simple, and it, it's. I know a lot of illustration is obviously you, you work from templates, but it's still or inspiration, direct mm-hmm. inspiration sometimes. Uh, but yeah, one of the things I've really enjoyed uh, writing out as art notes, and something I can't wait for our customers to see because I know they were re- they really liked the two they could see on the they came from beyond the grave Kickstarter were mm-hmm. the full pages of essentially movie posters. Mike and I'm sure yourself, Rich, decided They're fairly so late on that uh, the we've got the Brides of Dracula and the Stalking Killer on the Kickstarter visible. And initially, I think we were going to do them as uh, fiction halves. And we have subsequently said, no, they will be the full pages. And so I've been able to do art notes for movie posters that are in keeping with that 1970s aesthetic. So occasionally it's just lots of sort of floating shocked heads around the border of, you know, pseudo actors (laughs) with something vaguely (laughs) horrific or exploitative in the middle. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to the one I've called They Called Him Frankenstein, which is a very pissed off looking Frankenstein's monster because someone called him Frankenstein. (laughs) Um, the doctor's name, which, which I, I think, it, yeah, he's there with a sort of uh, a movie director with a broken neck in his hand. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's always fantastic as writers and developers when you see the artists translate what you've written into art. And one of the books that's hopefully coming up in 2021, we're certainly going to see a lot more of, is a setting of your own devising for Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, The art of which is, uh, well, you showed me quite a lot of your sketches and illustrations back at midwinter all those years ago. In January. <laughs> or you know, last January, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, do you? Um, is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners about that upcoming product? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Um, Travis and I have been using that as sort of a mental health project, uh, still creating something, but creating it outside the the mm-hmm. you know the, the stresses of of what we normally do um getting to it when we when we can and so going back and forth on that um got a great uh, editing pass back from dixie just uh just a a few weeks ago that uh that really tightened up a lot of it um i don't make claims to being a writer per se anybody who reads the blog knows that um but the uh got got close to what I was trying to say and then and then Dixie brought it the rest of the way home with with her editing pass so Aww. it's uh it was it's been and, and that's kind of what I've been enjoying with the project is kind of it's just having fun collaborating with people on my my thing that I feel you know like a, a huge sense of you know this was this was my my world mm-hmm. uh not kidding by saying that you know it started in uh, the the playing in this world in my uh junior year of high school uh so you know before 1980 i was gonna say put, and, and put it and, that way and when was that rich <laughs> <laughs> i don't Joy i don't really worry yeah Joy, Joy, wwii 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we were. There we were, pinned down, rolling the twenty-sided dice. <laughs> um, but yes, and so like the, with that kind of uh, build up for that sort of thing, uh, I don't. And I've told everybody this is. I'm. I'm it's a self-admitted fantasy heartbreaker that is mostly just sort of during COVID realizing that, you know, I needed, I needed to do something that was, that was intensely mine. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and it occurred to me that, you know, I do own this publishing company. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> also, Maybe you I have could... already illustrated a lot of the Crossroads Continent stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, so, yeah, it all kind of dovetails, right? Like, I started doing illustration for the same mm-hmm. reason, feeling the need to do something creative that wasn't – like, I didn't have to think about how is this going to hit the market, how are people going to react to it, you know, uh, uh, will it help or hinder our reputation or sales or anything like that. It was just like, no, I want to I want to draw some of my guys. Mm-hmm. And started three years ago for Inktober, just, you know, that's a that's – a, drawing in pen and ink every single day so you have what 30 31 illustrations mm-hmm. um and just decide you know I, I would just start doing things from that world because it was obviously something i know but also a lot of you know a lot of people who are uh, who are now they have their families and their kids are now in college and stuff like that this these are the characters that they were playing back then and it's fun to, to show them hey look what i just did you know who i drew your guy um so putting all that together, that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, a year went by uh, without really thinking about it very much. And then there's another ink tip. It's like, okay, I'll keep going. But it was it was sort of in the back of my head. Like, you know, I, sh- I really need to get back into this. And I was also engaging in some fifth edition uh, role play uh, online. And it's like, you know, why? when are you going to, when are you going to, make the full jump when you're going to get to where you're, you're you transform your your world into fifth edition which is in my mind the closest to the kind of feel we had back in the very of all the editions of D that's come out since first edition i think fifth is mm-hmm. the closest to that so um that was that was a thing like you know this this would you know two sides to it right like this is something you should do because it's it's what's uh what's happening right now and, and you should get more back into that and also it's also the easiest to because it's the closest so you know it's not going to be that that much uh effort so why not go for it um and then finally deciding uh coming into uh last january that i would try to try to put something together for this and i sat down with travis and, and matthew and uh, and a, a bunch of other people i talked through the course of midwinter just because we were all together for a change and i i really didn't want to take up company bandwidth time when you know we have meetings and things talking about <laughs> my D world <laughs> i'm gonna make it um so i mean you know, i'm okay just, with that yeah, well, you know, it's, it's going to turn into a little bit more of that now that it's actually getting to the point where we, we're, we're going to put out something for it. But even that is a very, it's a, it, it, there was, you know, the idea, I brought in the notebooks, you know, it's like, you know, uh, some of the notebooks, it's like three feet of notebooks uh, for uh, for this world and brought some to show to Travis and, and Matthew and stuff and said, hey, here's here's all this stuff that I have. And what do we do with it? Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you know, your your initial thought is, I'm going to make my world, the world book, the huge world book, and uh, and actually, Travis said, well, you know, 
Um, I'm I'm loving your description of a bunch of these characters and and the the kinds of people that they can be. Um, and uh, you know, uh, everybody loves the idea that I I you know uh, have ducks you know in my in my world and things like that. So, um, put that together and said, hey, why don't we just do a smaller thing because it's very useful for for. 5e players to have options they you know player character options are always appreciated so let's go that route first and tease the world in the descriptions because we talk about you know if, if we're talking about the uh, um i had cat people in my world and and uh, just changed the name of those to manticora like from uh, scarlands because yeah scarlands can't sue me uh, for taking that name. Uh, you know. I, I just imagine Lisa suing you now over that. Oh, didn't I tell you I gave her all the rights to Scarlands? Yeah. Right. Um, Merry Christmas, honey. You own this Scarlands. <laughs> Dead Man's Rust is all yours. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's a. Uh, the ability to, to sort of bring those things forward and then also in that description of, of those things saying here's some locations of notes so kind of get a little bit of the world in there uh and and some of the some of the underlying principles are, are in there but not you know not um page 42 here's what's happening you know yeah nothing sort of strictly defined i guess it's, it's a gateway yeah. to a new game well new new setting uh, more and, than it is uh, canon i guess yeah, and for me, it means that you know it's something we can actually accomplish. Um, doing a huge world book could take years to go through all of my notes, transcribe stuff, put it in a way that people mm-hmm. uh, it would enjoy reading and stuff like that. And I, you know, every single one of us is working their butts off this whole year. I I absolutely could not see a situation where I go to Travis, who has like seven different jobs, and say, right. "Hey, I need you to to I'm going to FedEx you my notebooks." Transcribe those suckers and let's get to work. That would be way out of I line. Mean, we could make you Ian say do that. it. Ian, Ian loves transcribing. Well, I, said, I did exactly that to Ian for B20. I was like, here, transcribe this book for me. Thanks. Bye. Oh, yeah, but he'd have to read my writing. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, that's I mean, nice. you know, that's, that's, that's like, you know, that, that's uh, adding insult to injury or <laughs> rubbing salt in the wounds. <laughs> What is this word? It's just it's just it's just a line with another line halfway through it. Yeah. <laughs> and what's best is because it's a fantasy world, it's like this looks like Florin, which it could be Florin. It is Florin. <laughs> of course it's Florin, you fool. <laughs> Don't you realize? No. So yeah, so I am I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but again we're putting it out we're, we're working on it when we can. Um again, you know, it's um we, Travis and I are just discussing the, the overall visuals for it, uh in terms of like what what kind of uh, typeface are we going to use for it? Uh, things like that. So Nice. Yeah. it's it. I, I'd like to keep it low-key. It was really sweet to be able to... And all I did was, like, in the course of, you know, all this stuff is hitting, all this crazy uh, uh, COVID stuff is hitting. And I'm like, look, I there's no way I can work on this every single day, and, and, but I, I can do an hour a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... At the end of you know, at the end of the night, when I was ready to you know hit the hay, I go in, say I'm going to write two paragraphs. That's yep. it. Just get two paragraphs done. Boom, did it. Uh, when it came down to doing the art, because I illustrated all, uh, I did a, a character illustration for each one of the peoples. Um, I went in there and um, did a similar sort of thing. I'm going to do an hour of illustration, and I was I was 
pretty on top of that. <laughs> it was like, you know, 45 minutes to maybe an hour 15 was the range that those things took. Because so, I, it, it, I had to find good spots to stop doing it, yeah. putting art, uh, you know, putting the art together. Uh, I've, yeah. I've always kind of marvel at uh, Inktober, people who managed to do the whole month, much the same as people who managed to do Nano Rimo, Nano Remo, mm-hmm. the uh, writing. Mm-hmm. 50,000 words, isn't it? Or plus in the course of November. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, that's one thing to do if you're getting paid for it. <laughs> Maybe right. that's, that's where my, my philosophy differs from some creatives. Um, well, it's a, but, it's a marathon. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's less of a, hey, uh, and that's actually what I liked about it was the fact that there was no freelance gig attached to it. It was just... Mm. I get to create this thing. No one can tell me that this guy is, or, or, or this was a, this duck is supposed to look a certain way or anything else like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just do it. And uh, you know, even with the constraints of Inktober, Rich, and not just saying this because you're being recorded and I'm being recorded, I think think you draw the best beholder in D and D. I think your your beholders look fantastic with a ballpoint pen. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of material we could stick in there. We still haven't decided yet. You know, uh, besides the character things, is there going to be room to throw a couple of the other illustrations, the beholder or, or something like that, in there? Um, I I don't even know if on uh, we have to check with Travis on that on whether we could put a beholder in it. Uh, Not no. with that word. Yeah. No, yeah. Beholders but, uh, are a Wizards of the Coast. You could put uh, an exclusive tentacly eye monster. Uh, fighting fantasy did that with illithids. They it called them a I think brain thieves or mind thieves, right. like uh, the English mm-hmm. name. Um, mm-hmm. But it of course looked exactly like a mind flare. So. Yeah, I may go with like a demolder, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that, no, no one will tell. Especially does when it the does it get rid of mold? Because that's kind of great, actually. It's, if it's it's, so it's got it all these eyes, and one of the eyes is is a complete cleanser. Oh, okay. Nice. So, it's, so it's it's like the the Otiag you is is commonly known for being used for clearing out all the trash and dead bodies in right. dungeons. It just kind of snuffles along along with the gelatinous cubes, and then the Beholder comes along just to make sure everything's shiny yep. and and yeah, ultra hygienic. So when the next party arrives, they're just greeted with the smell of ammonia. Like, yeah. Ooh. Plus, if if, hmm. if if the Otiag has done a crappy job, it just disintegrates it. Like, yeah. yeah. See, now I want to play the D and D janitor crew that just goes yeah. through dungeons clean and cleans stuff up. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, like, it's like the the comic series about uh, that about the guys who clean up after all the superhero events. Oh, mm-hmm. damage control. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we're, we've really been off topics, but uh, so, <laughs> so let's uh, so let let's uh, let's assume we're tying this in by saying that's something people can look forward to in twenty twenty one. I certainly, uh, what- I certainly hope so. I, I, like I said, we're we're working on. I don't think it's going to take terribly long to lay out and stuff. That's going to just be really Travis's available time and how many times he and I have to go back and forth until it looks like what I always dreamed of. Right. Um, so I've got a couple of. I've got some heavy questions. I'll not just ask you, Rich, but also Eddie and Dixie, and we may well end up asking this kind of thing on the blog because we tend to do so around the new year. It's regarding your greatest triumphs of 2020 and also your greatest uh, disappointments or struggles or challenges. Um, We can keep this work focused if you like. I mean, most things that we've been doing doing this year have been work, whether they've been 
paid or not. Right. Um, so starting with you, Rich, what would you say is your greatest victory in the course of 2020? Well, I mean, you know, work, work oriented, um, but it, I think it ties in across the board is I think that as, as, as a company, as a, as a group of creative people working together, um, we showed an enormous flexibility this year. Um, mm-hmm. There have been times when any of our core group have, um, have been overwhelmed by all the stuff that's been going on and other people have stepped up and taken over or, uh, uh, started you know working with other uh, other people um a lot of our a lot of our uh, creators had enormous difficulty uh, producing and uh, and and uh, this whole crew that i'm talking to right now each and every one of you went in and did whatever you needed to do to get those people feeling like they can do it they can make it happen um not everybody some people you know had to uh, had to back away from some things um some people uh, just needed a break, but a lot of people got inspired by Eddie and Dixie and Matthew's uh, coaching of what they could do. And I think that that's something that is going to be very, very beneficial not for our company and for this industry, hopefully in 2021, as people have these now, they have these tools to deal with things and the constant pressure has, has been removed. And so they can actually, you know, use these tools, not in a crisis situation, but to actually, actually create more and, and, and uh, more polished work. So it, it, I think that's to me, the best thing for us as a company, we jumped into um, a lot further into things that I really wanted us to get more involved in. And the situation enabled that. So online gaming, something that I've been pushing for at least five years that we, we needed to move into. Uh, I think we made some some extreme leaps forward that uh, that equaled what we had tried to do for the previous three years. Um, so, you know, we did the online um, Onyx Path convention, which completely, the idea that we could do a convention had never been viable up until the point that we had, that everybody had no choice and that's how conventions were being done. And we mm-hmm. could do it too. Like we could do it too, and we nailed it in record time to pull it together. Um, so much so that I know, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of our community didn't even hear about it and wanted to be involved. And so, you know, my hope is that in the year to come, we do another one, and this time we can give it the a, a decent lead in, uh, so people know well in advance that it's coming, and they can they can make the time and, and you know figure if they're if they're mm-hmm. not in the right you know not in the same time zone as, as the thing is being run they can take that time and say hey i'm going to stay up late tonight in order to to do the unexpected thing because i i've known for you know a month or so that it's coming so i think that was a that was that kind of flexibility to be able to say this is how it's happening now okay we're going to do that and still be able to deliver every wednesday with a new product uh that people can pick up um and work our way through all of these kickstarters um you know that we i mean i'm really thrilled dark eras 2 is finally out um that was the last kickstarter that i was personally responsible for delivering Mm -hmm. the 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 results of that kick uh, the the main results of that kickstarter after that it's all james and and i can breathe a huge sigh of relief to to not have to deal with the minutiae of dealing with kickstarters not the people. It's fun to deal with the people, but the minutia is just, uh 
Well, um, so the harder question then, maybe, is what would you consider your greatest trial or disappointment of the year? Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 weird. Um, just philosophically, I don't, I just don't deal with stuff like that. Like, it's really easy for me to pick apart how awful everything is and get into these, uh, you know, spirals of what about this and then that was awful and this is awful too. I'm a very negative person in a lot of ways, um, so I don't I don't indulge. In that, in, in that sort of uh, mm-hmm. regret thinking or second guessing or whatever. So you're not like going to indulge me, is what you're saying? Well, you're I mean, I, I, I <laughs> can give you a broad, I can give you a broad sense one that's that's not going to be like you know going down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, go which on. is, I wish, I wish we had realized the effect that this would that the, the particularly the, the the sequestering and the COVID fear. Mm-hmm. I wish we had realized the effect that was going to have on all of us, um, who. My first thought was, oh, we all have to stay inside and we're going to be working virtually. That's a change. Yeah, no, totally. I think yeah. I, I think most of us were like, we can handle this. We do this every day. Um, mm. And then exactly. like about one month in, I mean, I, I've, I'm very candid about the fact that I've, I've got on antidepressants this, this summer, you know, because <laughs> just yep. everything was getting to me. And um yeah, I think that a lot of people who work from home, like I saw this across the board, not 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 just us, but a lot of my other friends too. You know, when 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 it was March, everybody was like, "Oh, I'm gonna learn a new language. Oh, I'm gonna pick up a hobby. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna read the works of Shakespeare. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do all this stuff." And then, like a few months in, it's like, "Well, I get about four hours of work done a day, and then I just want to stare at a video game or the TV." Uh, because I am an anxious ball of anxiety. Um, so yep. yeah, like I, I also wish that we had realized how much this was going to affect us. Because I had no idea. Like, first of all, we all thought it was going to be like a month or two, right? Yeah, I mean, certainly at the beginning we didn't know, and that was part of the part of part of the 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 impact of not knowing. What does this even mean? Should I buy more potatoes in case you know we can't get any food from the store? Uh, you know, stuff like that, which in fact we did, but um, mm-hmm. it, no one knew, and so with all, and then and then more tumult and more whether justifiable. Uh, anyway, what I was just going to say that you know it. it it, it just kept getting more and more and more stuff kept kept hammering at us yeah. and I don't think we I don't think we anticipated that I don't think anybody could have anticipated that um, so I would have liked to have been uh, I, I like I say I wish we I wish we had known the impact it would have on, on the people that, uh, that that we work with bef- earlier than we did and could have pro- been in communication and providing more help earlier um, but it it was what it was, and and like I say, I mean, at that point, everybody's kind of doing the best they can. So, not a lot of uh, not a lot of, of, of regrets that way, because um, it's, it's it's it does just doesn't it doesn't help it doesn't change anything, right? No, just, no, that's that is very is true. And uh, what about you, Dixie? I mean, we would normally ask Eddie as well, but of course he's uh, disappeared <laughs> into the ether. I guess they have you put him in the cupboard. Uh, Yes, that must be where he is. Um, oh, he's buried in his coffin and thrown to the bottom of the lake. And he got tired of uh, talking about 2020, so he has retreated to a to a cupboard. 
Uh, well, that's his prerogative. If that's where he wants to spend 2021, then we'll uh, slide a laptop in underneath the door, and as long as there's a power lead, he should be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure he'll come out on New Year's Day and see his own shadow, and then we'll get, you know... Six more weeks of to- 2020? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Eddie can't come out of the cupboard. That's all there is to it. If an Eddie sees his shadow on the 1st of January, 2021, we have six more weeks of 2020. Eddie, keep your eyes closed, man. Uh, Dixie, what's your greatest triumph of 2020? If you if you uh, don't mind applauding yourself. <laughs> I was going to make a joke and say getting literally any work done. Because, um, you know, getting literally any work done has been <laughs> a, a struggle. Uh, that no, is no joke. I've had a few things come out. Um, I think that seeing, and this is not an X-Path thing, but seeing Cyberpunk Red in print has been really cool since I worked on that. Um, yeah. Also, I actually did a fair amount of writing between the end of last year and the beginning of this year. Um, so seeing people respond to my work in Pirates of Pugmire and the game from Beyond the Grave, um, Scion Demiguide has been really, really cool. Because people are really responding to some of the sections that I wrote. And as somebody else, Rich, who doesn't usually consider themselves much like a, a like writer, um, I think that this year has been the year that I flipped over to being like, I can write. All right. Like, Sweet. granted, I, I took on a little more than I should have during the pandemic stuff a couple times and just got overwhelmed. But like... In, 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 in a couple of the cases where I didn't turn in my, my best work, luckily my developers were very cool about being like, it's okay, we'll fix it in finals, you know? Um, so yeah, no, I have, I have, I've enjoyed that quite a bit. And in the past couple months, I have gotten a lot happier because of, you know, the election being over and us sliding toward 2021 and t- taking our week off soon and everything. So uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what I'll say. It's, this is the year that I, I, I felt like a writer. Um, you would and just based on what you were saying during Rich's bit, uh, would you agree that the biggest regret would be not, I guess, planning or knowing ahead of time what a toll this uh, strange year would take? I mean, yeah, because there's there's so much stuff that we couldn't plan for um, that obviously you you wish you could have seen coming. Like I I wish I could have known how many of our freelancers are going to be heavily affected by this, whether because they actually got sick or because they're selling their family got sick or because they just had the same mental health issues that like I do. Um, and yeah, like had we know, I mean, you know, when it, when it started, once again, y'all remember back in, you know, March of 2020 when everybody, which we're still in um, as of right now, it's, it's March 834th. Um, but like, we were all like, oh, it'll be on by this summer. We're all just going to, you know, flatten the curve and hang out and it'll be fine. And then we'll, you know, have the rest of the year and it won't be a big deal. And we'll still go to conventions and all this stuff. And then that, uh, that didn't happen, clearly. Um, there was no way to have predicted that. There was no way to have predicted the amount of protests that happened over the summer, um, which, you know, I was, I was involved in a few of. Um, and there is no way to predict the mental health toll this would take but um i i i think we're coming around the curve on some of it now and i think it'll take a little while for things to go back to normal but i i've i've enjoyed the online conventions honestly i've enjoyed um playing some 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 streamed games with people and some non-streamed games with people it's all fun so yeah Hmm. Uh, well 
I, oh, I suppose I should do mine then, as Eddie isn't here. Uh, so my, uh, let's see, the things I felt happiest about across 2020, probably <clears throat> the uh, much later than we remember it being, they came from Beyond the Grave Kickstarter, uh, because it did better than Beneath the Sea, which was a surprise to me, uh, based on the fact it was a second game in a series, although both are core books. And, that was fantastic. Yeah, it, was it did really, really well. See. I'm really happy with the tone of it. I'm really happy with the artwork in it and the writing, of course. It's just, yeah, I, I think it's a very strong game all on its own. And getting the outline approved and work started on, they came from Classified, the, the next in the series. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be creating new games. And I always mm -hmm. love working on... Uh, on established licenses like Vampire the Masquerade and, and many others, but there's something particularly special about starting something from scratch because you don't have the, uh, I guess, existing weight uh, or pressure from an established fan base. Uh, I'm very fortunate in that I get on quite well with a lot of the World of Darkness fans. I'm moderately active in some of the communities, but it's still... A, I wouldn't call it a burden necessarily, but it's uh, a lot of weight to carry. It's a responsibility, when, really. Yeah, yeah, when you're the person being deferred to. And uh, as we were the company getting the vast majority of Vampire the Masquerade products out in 2020, people were looking to us. And uh, I, I think that what we did deliver for V5, uh, which has actually been a few books across 2020 now, uh, we really hit the mark. We we received nothing but praise, and that's that's wonderful. Yeah, um, there's been there's some fantastic books. Uh, um, you know, I'm going to say they were really really good and stuff like that. So you don't have to say too many times about this your own work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, too many times for you, Matthew. Matthew, talk about um, how great you are. Yeah, well, um, I but they possibly. No, no, no jibes uh, intended going uh, towards any other companies that were doing uh, V five work. Um, it's just that you know we we put the same care and the same interest and and the same le depth of experience and uh, and and skill because I mean we we had to adapt what we were doing to where uh, Paradox was taking V five visually, uh, writing style elements, lore, you know coming up with lore sheets and things like that, which, you know, we had to take what they were doing and run with it. And, mm. and, uh, you and, and, and our team and, and Mike on the visual end of things just, you know, completely went, yeah, I could do that stuff and did. Um, and it was, it was, it was really awesome, but it's, it's the sort of stuff that, you know, we, we, we try to bring to every one of our projects. It just, it stands out so, so broadly, I think, you know, with V5 because of, um, us just doing what we normally do got us a whole bunch of projects out there while a lot of other people were still struggling with it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And in terms of uh, my regrets, I guess it's not so much a regret as a frustration. Uh, and it still ties to the entire lockdowns, isolation, pandemic situation. Uh, I've definitely developed a bit of a cabin fever slash agoraphobia uh, over the past year. Uh, I'm... I don't think I valued enough how much uh, benefit I, I used to gain from working away from home, working in cafes and the like. 
and I know it's something I'm going to appreciate a lot more of once I can do that safely. Um, so, and, you know, start reintegrating myself into crowds of people. I mean, it, f- it feels like a very far off dream right now. The idea of going to a convention with thousands of people brushing past you. And, it, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like a possibility right now. But even something smaller scale still has a air of intimidation. I, I would still feel a bit too paranoid, I think, to catch a... London Underground train, for instance. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I, I regret how much it's affected me, but I'm not sure I could have done much about that no. uh, other than other than endure it and cope with it the best I could. And um, ultimately, I've got my health. My immediate family has got theirs, and that's what's important. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I, you know, and I think that when we, you know, we talk about, oh, I worked on this other project, it was such a relief. That goes across the board with stuff like this. You're talking about working inside of, uh, 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 you know, uh, cafes or whatever mm-hmm. to do your work to, to give you that change of of of, uh, of environment. I don't, even, I like, I don't, you know, I, I I'm not set up to do something like that per se, in terms of really, you know, hard work. I've done it uh, for reasons. But for me, not being able to go out means that I don't get that break from sitting at my desk and being in the studio all the time. Yeah. And, and and you need that. Um, it's the same way as, uh, Matthew, I'm not saying a tale out of school, but you you actually asked to do some editing work. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was because, you know, you had developed so many of the major projects and a few of the minor projects with, with the, the stretch goal uh, things that came out and needed a break. And that was, you know, extremely understandable. Um, we don't want anybody to burn out because of what's going on and to find a useful thing to say, Hey, I could, I would really like to do editing because it's going to be such a change of pace. That's, that that's great you know like that's that's like when like i said like when i would do the inktober stuff because i just needed to do something else that wasn't what i'd normally do hmm. that, i think that's the creative that's the creative mind you know finding solutions to so that you can stay creative the life of the mind as they say in barton fink and uh rich you and i have does it have that barton on. fink feeling it does it indeed. I'm thinking of making some kind of wrestling picture. In fact, with NWE uh, <laughs> coming up for Aberrant, we will be doing a wrestling picture. <laughs> wrestling reference. Um, so we do have a Phantom Eddie with us. Uh, so a Phantom Eddie who can him. only hear Rich. <laughs> yes, he he can only communicate through through his letters. So I'm guessing he's, uh, this is like a Ouija board, Eddie Webb. See, I was thinking um, that Rich was like the medium through whom we contact Eddie. Oh, like, in, in, yes, in the, the cupboard? That Derek Akora feeling. Oh, I can feel Eddie Webb. <laughs> I, can, I can feel, I'm, chat, I'm channeling Eddie right through me right now. I, I don't want me. that voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what sounds like Mr. Sleazy. <laughs> uh, shabby, Mr. Shabby, Mr. Ken Shabby. Ken, Ken Shabby. Ken Shabby. Um. <laughs> the, from the great <laughs> Sir Michael Palin. Yeah, on the subject of Monty Lord of the Python, I, the character from Monty Python I most introduce into RPGs, because people do it, it's not just Holy Grail. Uh, Monty Python characters are well-traveled. Mm-hmm. And Reginald Pewty, the, yes. uh, uh, the accountant yes. and lion tamer, 
appears in pretty much every single one of my Call of Cthulhu campaigns. Now, Lion taming. Um, That's where, a man's job. Yeah, he'll just ride up on his bicycle and say, "I think, I think you'll find uh, Gatana Thower is uh, an <laughs> elder god, not an outer elder, uh, and and his cultists tend to wear green." My mother told me when she packed my cherry tomatoes and mustard sandwich, but. Uh, <laughs> He, he, yeah, he has a uh, recurring appearance in Call of Cthulhu now, to the extent that the investigators in my game do everything they can to save his life uh, <laughs> when he's about to go cycling into the moor of some hell beast. Uh, so, oh, I'm sure it'll be just fine. <laughs> Is this the uh, Blackpool Tunnel? I'm not sure. I can't see through my glasses. Uh, anyway. So one thing we were going to talk about and was probably quite pertinent and we've left until the very end is the uh, next Kickstarter we have planned for 2021. So we're starting 2021 off strong with the Kickstarter for not one, but two games. Uh, Rich, can you tell us a little about what we have planned? Well, you know, we haven't actually done something like this uh, uh, before with Kickstarter, and I think it, it for, for heads up for everyone who's used to our Kickstarters being a certain way is that we're going to be experimenting more and more with uh, with some ways to do these things. Uh, some of the things will be just direct benefits to for backers, where we you mm-hmm. know we experiment with uh, with getting things done in different countries so that we don't have the same uh, postage thing, but we actually have to wait to find out some of the effects of what's happening over in, in, in Europe and in South America for, um, for a bunch of the plans that we've had. But um, what we're doing with this, starting off the year, which I think is going to be a strong year in Kickstarters in terms of the projects, is um, putting together for Scion, uh, both Scion Dragon and Scion Masks of the Mythos uh, in one Kickstarter, uh, sort of both, since both books expand on what Scion as a, as a, as an entity, as a game line can do. Um, it makes sense to have both of them together. Uh, also, again, kind of like one or both of them were supposed to be kickstarted in 2020 and we just could not pull all the pieces together. So putting them out as soon as we possibly uh, uh, could with, since we've had some of the material ready to go for a, a few months. Um, just gets us started off with a with a real nice bang for the year. Now, just um, just Cyan- to clarify, that doesn't mean people yes. are going to have to buy both books, correct? Correct. There will be options to buy one, uh, the other, or both, mm-hmm. and uh, there'll be options in there where you can pick up uh, Scion Origin and Scion Hero in their printed form uh, to to go with your thing. Um, uh, which some like, if if you just came into this and you're like, oh, I really want to play Dragon. Um, you will want to pick up at least Origin, if not Hero as well, uh, in some form, whether that's uh, the physical printed copies, the, the print-on-demand copies, or the, the PDFs, uh, just, uh, just to give you, you know, background information and, and some, uh, some rule sets that will get you up to what you want to do with Dragon. Um, but I think that both of them, like I say, really, really interesting um, ways to add uh, more to the the uh, the core Scion experience, and so we're very excited to see how people play it. I know I've gotten a lot of uh, just like, oh, Dragon, I'm in completely. That's it. Um, same thing. Uh, wait a minute, you're you're going to be touching on the Cthulhu Mythos? Yes, that's that's my thing. Um, so 
that's really great to hear because that's kind of what we want to do. We want to have people who maybe haven't checked out Scion yet to uh, to now have a chance to check it out because it's uh, the, the subject matter is moving into areas that they you know that they're very interested in. So that's a that's a, that's a huge thing. Um, additionally, you know, for the people who don't want these things involved in 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 what they're playing with Scion, that's entirely cool too. Like we understand, it's not it's not to everyone's taste. Some people, you know, were brought to Scion because they very much have an interest in one or more of the of the uh, the myth uh, cycles that, that that Scion draws from. So totally understand that too this is this is additional this is on top of that not taking away from any of that hmm. and actually i've got a question regarding both of these because uh, i've not worked on either of these games and i honestly don't know who made the pitches for these games or how or well yeah i guess who how when did the formulation of these ideas come about uh, so Scion Dragon uh, was something that uh, when we were first pulling together Scion and the StoryPath system, uh, our good friend Joe Carricker was actually the developer for Scion. Mm-hmm. And Joe and I discussed um, what else could we put with with the, the what we knew as like you know the core epic experience of Scion, and very first thing that was that was that was talked about was was dragons and the idea that um there are myths and or you know uh, um things that aren't myths but are still in the popular culture some of which have been co-opted towards you know really really bad uh um uh philosophies but there, there's stuff in there. Almost every culture has some form of giant reptile in there. You know, everything from the, you know, the serpent in the Garden of Eden all the way through to, uh, uh, you know, Quetzalcoatl and uh, and and the various northern uh, European myths. And there's, uh, there's myths, uh, obviously, all through uh, Asia and uh, and uh, into uh, and in Africa as well. Um, it, they're, it, they're just basically everywhere. There's some form of thing. Now you know who knows were they all because of of, of people finding these these huge fossils over the years and, and constructing what these those things must have been, um, or you know is there something more there that there's there's something where there there was there an earlier like did did are we unaware that the dinosaurs evolved into this intelligent species <laughs> um you know that kind of stuff and it's it, there's a lot of pulp in there there's a lot of the pulp well, the pulp you know uh kind of uh kind of uh, pre-human civilization sort of stuff um that is played up in so it's again like i said it, it, it moves away from hey this was a myth cycle that you you know you can actually study and more into the okay there's these additional Things that could exist, and in the same, you know, sort of, and it's sort of the, the, the not necessarily a flip side, but another facet of the same side of thinking that came in for adding Cthulhu to all this, which is, you know, that there's 
when we talk about what's going on with all the, the, the pantheons in Scion, we're talking about what we as humans could encompass in our heads. And what mm-hmm. if there is more? We made these, these are the, this is how we can make sense out of that stuff. What is even more than that that we can't encompass in our heads? There are some things that man was not meant to know. Um, and that's that. That's where the the idea of you know the old, bringing in uh, the old ones to to this um, something outside of of our reality that is inimical, therefore um, can make a pretty good threat for our Scion uh, standard Scion uh, you know core Scion players. So that came out of a discussion um, years and years and years ago. I think it may have pre it may have been during the first edition, um, talking about uh, man, it'd be awesome to get some Cthulhu in there. Um, it's you know when you call it the Cthulhu mythos, it starts to suggest well, you know, it's not it's not from direct human mm-hmm. experience. It came out of originated from one author's brain into all this uh, additional people getting involved with it and coming up with all these uh, the stuff, but it is uh, it's you know. It, it, like I say, it expands and it's another facet of what you could do with this idea that there are uh, pantheons of beings that you could derive power from. And then get squished like little bugs that you are. Of course, of course. In the yeah, Cthulhu yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a natural... Co- well, I imagine dragons are pretty good at squishing too. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 they're, if, they're, if they're at full dragon size, you know it. I mean, you guys watch The Hobbit, you know what's going on. God, did we? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, there, it, it, as 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 we we say this, we're looking forward to Friday, uh, which is is Christmas, but also is the day that uh, we get to listen to Eddie Dixie and Matthew uh, react oh. to and comment on the third Hobbit movie. Now you've gotten time uh, stamped on, us. On, this is coming out on what on January first. Pathcast. <laughs> yeah. You've time stamped us, if, Rich. If, That's cool. <laughs> Usually, it's me who does that. Yes, yeah, well, I want <laughs> I want to try to take everybody's Nello. See, I took everybody's thing. Yeah, he's taken our gimmicks. We need to get rid of him now, and it's uh, high time too. We've gone over an hour, so or get more gimmicks. Nope, that's not going to happen. <laughs> we are creatively spent. Our box Bankrupt. of gimmicks lies empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but chicken costumes all the way down. Now there's nothing else. Ooh, chicken costumes. So, 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 Matthew, get very back to the original question: Is that <laughs> Uh, 2021, we have got so many awesome projects um, that we are going to initiate. Some of them are going to be new. Some of them are going to be, you know, continuations of, of game lines um, that we've, you know, we've been we've been working on for a while. And so we get that balance, right? We get the the uh, you were talking about, you know, working on V5 and there's a responsibility and there's a depth to it and everything like that. That's exciting and create in one creative direction. And then there's coming up with something new and making it work and getting people excited about it. And that's exciting in another direction. We'd like to keep those in balance and do yeah. a little bit of some and a little bit of the other and, and keep things rolling. Um, so I think, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a great year um, all told. And with that, that's when the nukes start flying or whatever is going to happen, you know, between now and January Don't, 1st. don't say well, it, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, don't say it and it won't happen. Just don't look. You're going to will it into uh, existence. So, uh, Dixie, my Oh, if I had that power. <laughs> my, my challenge for you is to get our list of upcoming releases formed into some kind of we didn't start the fire, like uh, Billy Joel <laughs> remix. You, you can do the singing because all of us are hopeless at it. Uh, <laughs> 
It you was want like a like until the like, world was turning. Scion, Scion, Dragon, Legend, Lore, be on the grave a little <laughs> more. Yeah, yeah, I could do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, either way, uh, we will. Chris Spivey saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> All the racists gone away. <laughs> I wish, or at least explain. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, if you can get that done, Dixie. There we go. I've given you an assignment before this episode's released, so I can edit it in. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'll work on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll get someone to play the keyboard in the background. Uh, or we could get the the <laughs> instrumentalist <laughs> from Resident Evil, the director's cut, to do it on the farty horn. Can you do the farty horn that fast? It's, uh, it's like a chronic indigestion. Um... <laughs> See again, oh, wow. we're, we're resorting to the old box of gimmicks. So 2021, New Year's resolution, new box of gimmicks. So, uh, with that said, Rich, if people wanted to find you on social media and ask you about Billy Joel, Farty Horns, or Reginald Putty, uh, where would they go? Uh, yeah, don't even try. Um <laughs> Any, any, any. Uh, I, my, uh, my contact stuff is all over the Onyx Path uh, site, uh, as I, as I know when people contact me based on that. So it works, and I, I think <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with what works. Um, I'm somewhere on on Twitter, but uh, yeah, you know, it's anything with Onyx Path in it. You can, you, it'll eventually get back to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. all roads lead to Rich. Um, what about you, Dixie? Uh, you can find me on most social media at Dixie Cyanide. You can find my website at DixieCochran.com. Um, I'm going to do Eddie's too because he's not here. <laughs> yep, thank you. Uh, you can find Eddie at Pugsteady on Twitter and at realmsofpugmire.com. Yeah, man, I didn't have to do my Quentin Tarantino Eddie impression. So... Oh, do it anyway. Uh, you can fucking well find me on Pugsteady. Um, and it's so fucking cool. What is, uh... what is this impression? <laughs> That's my Quentin. My my. If I on the so this director named Quentin Tarantino. I I know who Tarantino is, but that did not sound like him. I I think it sounds like Quentin Tarantino. Um, circa Reservoir Dogs. It's certainly not his Australian. It's not it's not his Australian (laughs) accent in Django Unchained, but what could be? And you can find me on MatthewDawkins.com. I'm on Twitter as DawkinsMP. And with that said, many worlds, one pathcast. Thank you. Eddie. Rich, tell Eddie he can end it. Eddie, edit, end it, end it.